0: Catch in.
1: And you're listening to another episode of The Accessible Stall.
0: Emily, where have we been? What are we going to talk about today?
1: <sighs> uh, you know, we were going to get onto a regular schedule again and then instead I took a nosedive out of a chair and that's where I've been ever since.
0: Yes. She had to go and break her bones.
1: <sighs> so uh, I guess Strap in for story time, because that's what this is going to be. An explanation of where I've six. been. <laughs> okay. Um, where do I begin? It was the night of June 8th, 2021.
0: We, we were supposed to podcast about how we haven't podcasted in a while. We had a topic, too. We
1: were We were ready. We were going to record that week.
0: Emily, tra- like, messages me at, like, 2 in the morning my time or something like that. She's like, I can't podcast. I broke my leg. I'm not kidding.
1: So, yeah. So, I was in the emergency room. Um, should we back up? Should I tell the the story in graphic detail?
0: I would love for you to. Trigger okay. warning. Uh, story about broken bones, which we will yeah.
1: Well, I months. didn't even know that I had broken it initially. I knew something was wrong. But, basically... It's not even a good story. And this annoys me more than anything because, like, Kyle and I went ziplining once, okay? They're we literally happened. went ziplining. And I was fine. Um, So I'm aggressively angry about this story. But basically, I have had, it's in the garbage now, a water bottle. And I had a tendency to knock it over. It would just, you know, kind of be wobbly and then I would go to like move my table that I was working on or I would like shift my weight and I would hit it and it would fall over. So on this particular night, June 8th, 2021, um, I was thirsty and knocked over my water bottle. So I leaned over in my recliner chair and... I was like putting all my weight on my left foot, and I was kind of balancing, and I was trying to reach the water bottle. You know that thing where you could just get up and pick it up, but you don't? Yeah,
0: or or like how you could get out of bed to charge your phone, like if you just got out of bed and like picked it up off the floor, but you can't, so you become a trapeze artist or a contortionist, I should say, and you go and, yeah.
1: Yes, so I did that. But the thing is that my arms actually don't extend all the way. They only extend to about 90 degree angles. So I don't have a ton of reach. And I was trying to go that extra little bit, putting all my weight into my left foot just to get the water bottle off the floor. And instead, I lost my balance, fell completely sideways, and my foot, which was carrying all of my weight, twisted under me. And I just kind of collapsed underneath my desk. And this is the story of why you shouldn't pick up a water bottle.
0: (sighs) And then.
1: And then I immediately started screaming, ow, 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 help, 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 like over and over. And my dad came in, not initially because he heard me screaming. He heard the water bottle fell. Fall. He heard the water bottle fall. And that's
0: a bad move.
1: <laughs> and then he and then he heard me screaming. And I'm just like in a little pile under the desk going, Call an ambulance. And my mother comes in, calm as ever, and just goes, Okay, I'm gonna start putting clothes on. <laughs> Cause like we're all in our pajamas, we're you know. And then the the ambulance people get there. And I knew, I knew something was wrong because I told my dad, I was like, don't move me. Don't touch me. I was like, I did something. Um, And then the ambulance people got there and they put this like temporary splint on my leg. And then they brought me to the emergency room and I'm going to spare everyone the details, but I was in the emergency room for a real long time, like overnight. And then they come back finally, towards the end of the whole situation. And they're like, oh, yeah, you broke it. I was like, oh, they had not given me pain medication the whole time. So I was sitting there with a broken leg for hours, 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 hours. I got sick from the pain. That's how bad it was. No pain medication. Finally, they give me like, I don't know, Tylenol before I leave. Um,
0: Sorry, that's not funny. I shouldn't laugh. No, it's a little
1: funny. So then I get home and we're like, all right, how are we going to deal with a broken leg? This is fine. And then um, two hours later, I'm getting into bed. We got home at like four o'clock in the morning. By six o'clock in the morning, we were trying to get me into bed. So I lay down and my dad is like helping me shift my body weight. I put my arm up over my head because I wanted to put on my CPAP and all of a sudden I feel my shoulder dislocate and I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but I'm going to need you to call an ambulance again. (laughs) And my parents were just like, are you serious right now? And I was like, yeah, no, I, and my shoulder's not in its, rightful place, like call an ambulance again. So this is the story of how I went to the emergency room twice in 24 hours. (laughs) Honestly, I think I told it more emphatically like three weeks ago, but I'm just like exhausted and irritated now. And on top of that, the fracture in my leg got worse. So now I'm having surgery to fix it next week. So.
0: so that's why the only thing you've seen from us over the past month is two photos of us with fruit filters on our faces.
1: Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, that was just, uh, Kyle trying to cheer me up. He had sent me something in the mail um, and he wanted me to open it on camera for him. And then we started playing with filters.
0: As we do. Did you learn anything from your stay?
1: I learned that hospitals are garbage Mm. I learned that I have very brittle bones that I need to take better care of which I already knew um and there are medications out there that I should have been taking but wasn't so that's my bad I learned that you never pick up a water bottle no matter how thirsty you are um I learned you don't put your arm over your head no matter how much you want to put your breathing machine on and also, I stayed in a rehab facility for a few days, basically like a nursing home. And I was reminded of why disabled people fight so vehemently for home and community-based services instead of staying in nursing homes.
0: I, do, I have a related story, but if your story is like equivalent to, I don't know, breaking your leg, my story is uh, my ears were clogged okay did i didn't tell you this at all and it's the closest relevant story that i have it's not even remotely similar the only thing is i had to go to urgent care i'm ready for this i woke up and i was uh i i realized i was like hey self it's been a while since we've cleaned our ears
1: when was this by the way
0: this was also in June or late May. I just didn't want to bother oh, you with this story okay. after. You know, because you can't, you can't, like, I'm not one to one-up a story anyway, but you can't follow up, I broke my leg, with, oh, yeah, well, my ears were clogged, so there was also, <laughs> you know.
1: Look, I know um, the misery of clogged ears, though, so I'm not mad at it.
0: Well, it's happened once before. So, it, it I, one day, a long time ago, I woke up deaf in one ear, and I, I was dizzy and nauseous because it affects your balance and I did yep. not know that. I mean I knew that from like a science textbook, but it doesn't really tell you. It just says it ha- you know, experiencing something and knowing that it happens through two different things. Uh, so I wasn't worried the second time except for when uh, my remedies didn't work. And do so you then do I started like
1: baking soda or vinegar or whatever it is.
0: Oh, I did peroxide. That didn't oh, work so what I, sent... I sent Courtney to the store to get uh an ear bulb washer thing which exists
1: oh is that the thing thing where you like shoot water in your ear
0: oh yeah that didn't help either so i had to go to urgent care and i thought this is ridiculous so i get to urgent care and i couldn't even get in an uber because like i couldn't hear anything (laughs) so like i had to i had to like rudimentarily sign which I can't do. I I don't know anything. Like I know zero sign language. I know more Japanese than sign language. Like it's just not at all. But I got there and went to urgent care. And then I sat there and like the nurse calls me in and she was like, I need to ask you a few questions. Are you being abused at home? How much do you weigh? And I'm like, this is great and all, but my ears are clogged and I would be much more happy to answer these questions if I could hear you. And so like two hours later, the doctor sees me and she looks at me and she goes, Hey, your ears are clogged. Did you know that? And I'm like, no. I had no clue. I just thought I'd (laughs) check up on you guys. And then this, this technician person comes in, and she's got, like, a spray bottle with saline in it. And on the end of the spray bottle is this long, it almost looks like a McDonald's straw, but it's, like, thin. And it's supposed to go in your ear. And you're just supposed to let them do that. Like, that's not the weirdest thing you've ever seen. And she sprayed and sprayed, and I freaked out I was having like a sensory overload moment because you know first of all the feeling of water in your ears are terrible and then all of a sudden everything got loud and I I I, I was making noises that I didn't realize I was making like was the <laughs> poor person in the bed next to me because like she took me back to like where patients are I don't know what was going on with this person that was having a real health problem but they must have hated me for about 10 minutes and then she was like why can't you why don't you clean your ears I'm like I I this just I do this just happens and like, I'm getting lectured on how to clean your ears. And I'm like, I, I don't need this. And then three weeks later I get a bill in the mail and I'm like, F the American healthcare system. It was only fifty-five dollars. But like, can you think of a dumber thing to spend fifty-five dollars on?
1: So did you like go to the doctor and get it cleaned out properly?
0: Yeah, I had that's what I nothing, that's what urgent care was. Like I had to do that.
1: Oh, I thought maybe you went to like an ENT or something and like actually got it properly no. taken out.
0: Yeah, and ENT saw me, but the only way I could oh. get an ENT day because it was a, like a Sunday or something. Yeah, that's my story about the American healthcare system.
1: Yeah, I'm just like super over the American healthcare system at the moment, especially because I've also been going through now like a bunch of pre surgical testing. And I'm just reminded of what a complete circus it is to, like, hurry up, show up on time and then wait for seven hours so that they can ask you the same questions a hundred times. And, like, all and on top of that, I keep having to explain, like, what I did to everyone. Everyone wants the full story But then they also want to know, like, on top of that, why I'm in a wheelchair. Because, like, you don't get a fancy power wheelchair for breaking your leg. So. You do. So, like. You You
0: don't. I know you don't. But, but, like, I know you don't. But, like, they don't know that. Maybe you're special. Maybe you did.
1: Well, so, I was, like, getting an echocardiogram, like, a heart. Test and the tech goes, yeah, they don't just give wheelchairs to people who break their legs. So I knew something was wrong with you. And I was like, uh, sir. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Let me explain to you exactly why. Because I've got nothing but time. And I just wrote a book. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, truth be told, I really, like, I thought I was going to be more emphatic in my storytelling on this podcast, but I've just realized I'm mostly, like, fed up with my body, so I can't even make it funny anymore. Like, yeah, I just wrote a whole book on disability, and now I'm currently very mad at my disability.
0: I think that's totally, like, valid, though, right? Like... I f- I mean we have talked about this a little bit before but hating your body or at least sorry being angry at it being at odds with it is something I think that is universally known or felt in the disability world.
1: I think so too. But we can't like tell people that or can we?
0: No, see, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean we could tell each other that and we can we can we can tell you that. But I <laughs> I don't like I don't like talking about that. And it's not because like I'm not ashamed to I mean it sucks. I don't like it, but it doesn't the reason I don't the reason I don't do it is because like the other person, unless it's someone who also has something, doesn't have to be CP. Like you and F C P, you know? But like if, you, if if I know the other person doesn't get it, it's like I can see a slot machine going to, off in their head coming up with like reasons as to why it must suck to be disabled or something. And it's like, no, there's plenty of reasons it sucks to be disabled. This isn't one of them. You're not even right about why you're wrong. Like, it's... it's I mean. you're not even right about why you're
1: wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, being disabled is kind of a real pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. Well, we've talked about that before, too. Like, we've done episodes on this before. This is not a newsflash, but there needs to be some kind of balance between explaining that disability can suck, but also can you stop it with your obnoxious stereotyping and stigmatizing and judging and othering?
0: I, I just wonder, like, is it possible to talk about disability without being This is going to sound so privileged. I'm sorry, because I know every other marginalized group is going to be like, of course not, but, like, prejudged. Like, I just would love it. I would love it if something that I said related to disability doesn't come with, like, strings. And I know that's, like, the point of our whole show, but, like, I feel like when we talk about the negative aspects of disability, that's, like, when it's out in full force. Like, when you talk about the positive stuff, like, yes, you have inspiration porn and, and pity porn and stuff like that, and, like that's bad but that's a little bit harder to explain because it's a little bit like esoteric but when you're when you're like oh my body's in pain the the automatic response is well it sucks to be you doesn't it it's like well yeah but like not because i'm just having a bad day you don't even know like
1: (laughs) although and i say this with all love and i think you know this too but um it's funny because when so when someone is like, or when I say my body is hurting or whatever for a disability related reason, and then someone's like, "Oh man, yeah, my back is killing me." So when I was like telling my broken leg story, and then you were like, "I oh, had my ear clean."
0: No, I know that's the thing. That's what I'm <laughs> but you saying. acknowledge
1: like, that you were doing it.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm like I can't. Yeah. Like I only said that because that's like the the medical story I had. I didn't yeah. have like um no, but that's. You're exactly right. I just did it. Like, it's...
1: Although I'm well aware you weren't doing it intentionally.
0: I I was in a wheelchair for three days after I sprained my ankle going skiing.
1: (laughs) Although, now I actually... Did I tell you this in the emergency room? Maybe I did. Um, Because I was delirious and I know I was... (laughs) I don't know what time I was texting you, but about how... Now I can actually be like, oh, yeah, I broke my leg, so I totally get it. You know how people do that? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, it must be so hard to be in a wheelchair because one time I broke my leg and it was really hard for me to use the stairs. And so now I totally understand what it's like to use a wheelchair. And wow, I just I get it now.
0: (sighs) You know, and we've said this too. They they say that, and you know, for however long they were in that wheelchair, use that wheelchair. It's true, but then they don't do anything with it. It's like, okay, yeah, you got like the tiniest little taste of it. You know, that's like that's like if you're like ten and your parent lets you have like a sip of an alcoholic beverage because they know you'll hate it, and then you walk around thinking you're an alcoholic. It's just not. It's just. It, it's, <laughs>
1: what a comparison.
0: It's well, I just to. not what it is.
1: Yeah. That, you say this a lot, though. Um, almost every time we end up talking about stuff like this. Like, okay, great. What are you going to do with that now? Like, okay, you feel this way. What are you going to do about it?
0: But, like, see, but I don't like, you're, you're right. I totally say that every time. But I get, you know, a little pissed at myself because I don't actually know what a good answer would be. You know, like, because I know, like, because we've had this discussion about skepticism. If that person who broke their leg and realized the city isn't accessible, so now they're on a crusade to make every curb cut or every corner on their, in their city have a curb cut. Like, I, I would be skeptical of that. And honestly, if I heard their story about how they were in a wheelchair once and they realized the injustice, I, I probably would, like, laugh at them, to be honest. And that's my fault. <laughs> you know, like, I... So, I don't know what, like, my ideal scenario would be.
1: I think, and I don't want to, like, repeat the skepticism episode, but I do find myself feeling like we need to give the benefit of the doubt to Mm -hmm. people who take on those crusades. Like, I know there's a woman who was injured by a train in New York city and then ended up running for city council and her whole platform was around accessibility. And so, but I guess the thing is like, that is actually what I want you to do about it, but I don't expect every single person to run for city council.
0: No, that's, that would be, yeah, that would do it for me.
1: (sighs) So, yeah, I think it's just, like, I don't want you to be disingenuous and suddenly, like, make it all about you and you're, like, doing a good deed. I would rather you be, like, wow, this really made me recognize a gap in my experience and my knowledge, and now I want to do something about it. Yeah. But anyway, the point is that now I, Emily Ladow have broken my leg, and I totally get it. I don't know Can what Can I ask
0: you a serious question?
1: Oh, yeah. Is it actually serious?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's It's going to sound silly, but I promise you it's not. So, obviously, breaking your leg... Actually, I don't know. I'm assuming breaking your leg sucks. I've never broken a bone. It sucks. But because you use a wheelchair and you don't walk, was breaking your leg as annoying for you as dislocating your shoulder?
1: Both were annoying for different reasons. So... I use my upper body so heavily that like dislocating my shoulder and not being allowed to use it um, has been really frustrating, especially because I was relying on my upper body even more because I can't put weight on my left leg because it's broken. And um, I think there's kind of like a misconception about wheelchair users that none of them use their lower body at all. And for me, even though I can't walk or stand up, I balance on my lower body when I'm like moving from my wheelchair to my bed or my wheelchair to the toilet or whatever the case may be. And so um, losing the entire left side of my body because I couldn't put weight on my left arm and I couldn't put weight on my left leg was like Kind of annoying because all of a sudden transferring, which is a thing that I would do without giving it a second thought, became like this dangerous, stressful activity that I need help with. So Mm -hmm. I'm not getting myself in and out of bed by myself right now, for example. And that is something that I was so used to just doing whenever I felt like it. And now I'm on someone else's schedule because I need help. And so In a way, like, I'm grappling with becoming more disabled, which is an interesting feeling for me, albeit temporary. Um, But I feel like we don't talk about that. Like, even disabled people can be like, yeah, wow. Like, being disabled is kind of hard, actually.
0: Would you say that it was sort of a mini empathy exercise for able-bodied folks who realize that they're acquiring a disability? Because, like, I I know that we like to say... I know like we make fun of empathy exercises and I also know that we like to say like when someone becomes disabled, like welcome to the fold, but we don't talk about how traumatic and grief stricken they're feeling mostly because we were born this way. We don't know, but for a brief second, you sure did, you know, and yeah, I don't like that's, I don't, I have, that is a gap in my knowledge in the same exact way that my question to you was.
1: Yeah, I think in a way it has been (laughs) a reverse empathy exercise. So weird to think about it that way, but yeah, for sure. And honestly, at this point, I don't know. I'm like not friends with my body. I'm just trying to deal with it long enough to get it back to where I'm used to it being. And I almost feel like I'm being ableist against myself, if that makes sense. Internalized ableism, if you will.
0: Are you ever friends with your body? Like, have you ever been friends with your Because I haven't. I haven't. I've always said CP <laughs> is like a roommate that doesn't, that never does the dishes, but they can't, like, they can't leave.
1: I mean, I guess that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I, I will say that I have... Not hated my body this much in a very long time. Okay. Right now, my body can go take a long hike. And I would be fine with that. (laughs) But um, there have been times where I've been more at peace with my body and been like, yeah, being disabled is not so bad. And I still don't think it's so bad. Um, I just think that we live in a world that makes it very frustrating to be disabled, and then on top of that, um, I also think it's funny that you know people people say like, "Oh, being disabled is a societal problem," and you know it's society that disables the person. Like, nah, this is all my body. This is this is my body. <laughs>
0: I always, you know, when, when discussing models of disability, like, obviously, like the social model is the most, you know, accepted, I guess, in, in mm-hmm. our community, but, but mm-hmm. I do like, you know, in the situation you just gave, like, there is merit to the medical model, too. And I'm not saying that to defend it, obviously, it's it's not the preferred one for a bunch of different, very good reasons. But I do think it's important to us to, to for us to remember, like sometimes sometimes it is
1: just our body. You know? Yeah, like no amount of making the world a more disability friendly place is going to change the fact that I know's dived off a chair.
0: <laughs> I mean what if you Let replace you know all the floors it. in your house with beanbags?
1: I mean, yeah, I could arguably just, like, rubber pad the entire house, but... That,
0: well, no, then you can't wheelchair around it.
1: I think the real frustrating thing is that now I've just been noticing how frequently I knock over water bottles.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's the worst of it. You're right.
1: I am, like, water bottles and I are not friends right now.
0: Does, does this bother you?
1: Yeah, I love drinking water.
0: No, I meant the fact that I'm holding the my water bottle in front of my camera. Oh, I also love drinking water.
1: <laughs> you mean like actually consuming water in front of me? No, like I have a water bottle here too, but I've already knocked this over a few times. Also, I just I'm not picking it up, and I also and I'm I'm not even being funny here. I'm being serious. Like I think I have a little bit of PTSD in the moment, uh, like, mm-hmm. I keep, like, replaying the moment in my head of, like, going and pick up the water bottle and just, like, wishing that I hadn't done it. And also, when people pick things up in front of me now, I'm like, oh, my God, please hold on to something. Oh, my God, don't fall. And, you know, like.
0: I yeah, no, that's legit.
1: Yeah. So if you drop something, like, for the love of God, be careful when you pick it up. Oh, my God.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how reckless I am when I pick stuff up. I genuinely don't like because I always hold on to stuff because I don't but I don't have to. I just do because that's how I learned when I was a kid. Like I can balance without it, but I just do it because that's how I've always done it.
1: Yeah, I had nothing really in front of me that was solid enough for me to be holding on to. And I knew better and I did it anyway.
0: Have you tried being less disabled?
1: You know, I've I've tried that. Turns Mm -hmm. out that was not the direction my body wished to take. So we've had to reevaluate. And uh, still disabled. So disabled. So disabled.
0: So what we were going to talk about, and what we will talk about in the future before this happened, was like, you know, what, what level of like... Looking like disabled uh, that we're willing to take. and it was gonna be this really nice introspection, sort of like our gender episode. Where we were gonna go really deep into our own internalized ableism of what it means to look like or to to look disabled. And like, oh my God, that was what that. we
1: were gonna do before all this happened. and,
0: and we, no, we should still do that. but I guess I guess the, the question I'm trying to ask, right, is is did it did it bother you? I mean, purely from, uh, perspective of like, I, I obviously it bothered you that you were less independent, but right. did it bother you that people might assume it before they knew? Even though, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably a fair assumption to make, but like, still, like, you know, the fact that like, now people are feeling bad for you, not just because of the wheelchair, but also now you're, you, you have this other visual cue that there's something wrong. I, I, I use those words very loosely but you know what I'm saying like
1: no I get it I mean I've noticed in a couple times that I have left my house since all of this like I can't tell if people think it makes more sense that I'm in the chair now just because like I have a cast on my leg so they're like oh yeah something is definitely like up with her um but you know they definitely still are checking out the situation trying to figure out what's going on um so I suppose in the moment I look more disabled but maybe also more legitimate I don't know I I'm so aware of the ableism behind what I'm saying I'm just trying to think of it from like a non-disabled person's perspective
0: that's really interesting though it's funny because it occurs to me oh yeah we really need to talk about this now because I'm like getting so many thoughts but like it occurs to me like when you see um a presumably able-bodied presenting person who has a cast on their leg and two underarm crutches you don't think that they're disabled you just think that they hurt themselves and if you take the cast away all of a sudden like now they're disabled but they could have a different injury somewhere that you you know it could be under their clothes like it could be anything and i don't know that that whole that's not really that interesting but that's just what i was thinking right
1: now no it's something that i think about like visible indicators of disability and right now i suppose i have an extra indicator Mm -hmm. um That shows, but to me, it shows injury, not disability. And I know that injuries can cause disability. And I know that injuries are, in many cases, disability, but. um,
0: No, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. Like injuries that can eventually heal and have no lasting effects.
1: Yeah. Like internally, it's definitely going to. They're adding some hardware to put it back in place. Mm -hmm. So like I continue to become Slightly more bionic by the day, Um, which is fine. But yeah, it's it's an entirely new experience for me. And I feel like there are so many people who are probably just like, shut up, Emily. You know, we deal with um, varying levels of physical independence or lack thereof every day. And it's like, yeah, so do I. But this is a new one for me. So I'm now seeing it from yet another fresh perspective. I mean,
0: I think that's valid, though, because, you know, as the Seattle people, right, like, we're used to what we can and can't do. We are very used to it. We take it for granted and we, rec- well, we don't take it for granted because, like, we, we can recognize it. But then once we recognize it, then we start taking it for granted, right? And so mm-hmm. any, any change in that, even if it's better somehow, like, if, some, if, so, if you were able to do something you couldn't do, he, like, you know, I would be suspicious. I would still be like, what happened? Like, what's wrong with me? Why can I do this now? So, like, any change in your ability level, if you're not someone that goes through um, sort of semi-regular changes, is very jarring for people like me and you, I assume.
1: Yeah, I think, and also just in general, like, as I'm getting older, because somehow we're going to be 30 next month. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you're welcome for that reminder. Um. The older I get, the more I'm just like, oh, that's a new crack. That's a new crunch. That's a new pain. That's a new Put thing that my up. body's doing.
0: Put that on the list.
1: Yeah, and I know everybody says they have that when they get older, but I feel like it's amplified when you're disabled.
0: Yeah, because if you're able, if you're not disabled, I, I almost did that thing I don't like when people do. Why? Um, when you're I, you say able-bodied instead of non-disabled. Um, oh yeah. It's, it, it's a pet peeve. I don't actually actively dislike people. But anyway, because when you're not disabled, you can attribute any new thing to aging. You, you know, if your body changes, it's like, oh, well, I either need to see a doctor immediately or it's just I'm getting older. It's one of those two things. We have a third thing.
1: Like, oh, is this a new disability thing? Oh, what a fun discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I guess this is my new disability thing. Yay.
0: But yeah, I don't, I don't really have, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not upset about it and I also don't want one, but I haven't had new disability things in a while and I'm just waiting for that other shoe to drop.
1: It will drop my friend. And when it does, I I will be here for you. And I realized I could be like, no, that's never going to happen. But like, I feel like that would make me more of a jerk.
0: It'll happen, and it'll be okay, probably.
1: You are definitely gonna be okay, because I'm actually, definitely gonna be okay.
0: I had to come to terms with that. I might need hand controls to drive. Maybe I still don't know. I still have no idea. But I had to like deal with that. Like I might actually need them, and that was a bit of a trip because I never thought I would care. I care a yeah. little bit, but I can't care about. But I still might not need them because I don't know. So, like, I don't want to care too much because if it ends up being that I don't need them, then, like, why do I care that much?
1: I use hand controls. They ain't so bad. Well, I'm not driving now. (laughs) Could you? But I'm not driving just because it's between my shoulder and my leg. It's just too much. Mm. But hand controls are good. You should get them. Do it.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I just don't want to go to like the DMV and have them evaluate me. And it's, God. Yeah, I get <sighs> it. But that's a different story for the next Story time episode, unless Emily breaks another bone.
1: <laughs> Knock on wood. I think I just knocked on some plastic. But I was going to
0: say, does fake does fake wood count? Because I just knocked yep, on that. Yeah, this down. is
1: some fake ass wood that I just knocked on. All right,
0: well, then it
1: counts. That is fine. But do we even have final takeaways? I'm so sorry if this episode was just like me being a downer. I'm in one of those moods today.
0: It's okay. I'm usually the downer. So it's it's nice coming from you.
1: It's a good switch. No,
0: um final My final takeaway, I'm not going to make yours for you, but I, I bet I could guess one for you. But my final takeaway is try not to break your bones if you can help it.
1: Things and I really yeah everybody's like
0: because I want to be inclusive to people who who do have uh, brittle bone disabilities. There are quite a few of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, mine is definitely on the list of brittle bone related disabilities. And sometimes you just can't help it. Sometimes your body's just like crack, <laughs> So,
0: do you have a final takeaway?
1: Yeah, my final takeaway is don't pick things up off the floor ever. I was going to say If your that. water bottle falls on the floor, it lives there now. Do you understand? Just
0: get someone <laughs> more able-bodied to get it for you. <laughs> Call a taxi. Have them come into your house and get your water bottle.
1: Maybe the fire department, like.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no fire and there's no cat in a tree. I just dropped my water bottle. No, you don't understand. I'm in a wheelchair we'll be right over
1: (laughs) so yeah that's no my actual final takeaway is like it's hard to make peace with your body sometimes and that's okay
0: this has been another episode of the accessible stall
1: this bathroom just keeps
0: getting wider
1: what gets wider
0: the bathroom because now you're like leg is propped oh, up. Oh yeah, see. no.
1: Like now I I need more space in this accessible stall. Everybody please make way. I have a cast on my leg now.
0: I am Kyle. She is Emily. That's me. And if you'd like to support more story time episodes like this, you can donate to our show at patreon.com slash the accessible stall. Just $1 a month ensures that all current and future episodes of the accessible stall remain accessible.
1: Can I say something annoying? Absolutely. They could donate to make the accessible stall more accessible if they feel bad for me because I'm injured.
0: Oh yeah. Emily is like literally a pile of jelly. So if you've ever had like, the inclination to cry at a disability story on the news, just just send that our way. Send those yeah, tears like, in the if, form of dollars. If you're
1: inspired that I sat up long enough to record this episode. I sure know, am. If you're inspired that I continue to persevere in spite of the fact that my leg is on fire, give us your money.
0: We want it. And we'll make good use of it, too. We'll even send your name at the beginning of the show.
1: Yeah, if you donate five hundred dollars once a month, every month <laughs> for twelve months, we'll give you a shout out on the show. I'm just kidding. I'm being a real jerk right now.
0: She is just kidding. But if you do that, we promise we will hold to that thing that she said.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid to say it, but we could like rename it the accessible stall. By
0: presented I mean,
1: by <laughs> presented by a person who became our benefactor.
0: <laughs> good night, everybody. Next time we podcast, we will do the episode we set out to do, unless Emily or I hurts ourselves.
1: Let's not do that. Let's talk about internalized evilism next time. Hooray.
0: That's really Woo-hoo! good. We should, we should do that. Good night, Thanks everybody. Thanks so much
1: for listening.
0: See you next time.
1: Bye.